All right, Cherry. That was amazing. Isn't she a beautiful songwriter? Yay. So one of the things that I know is there are no mistakes in this world and nothing comes at random. And some point in time, um, things happen uh, for the right reasons and the perfect timing. So when I got this call from Bobby on Friday while we were back east saying, we don't have a speaker for this Sunday, I immediately went, I have a talk that I wrote and it's never been given. So easy peasy, I can do this. However, the challenge was to find the talk hidden in my computer somewhere. So God blessed the search window I only had to figure out what I entitled the talk. So I wrote uh, Prosperity Talk and found it. And wouldn't you know, Friday, I told Bobby, let's title this talk um, A Prosperous New Year. It just came right out of my head at, at random. Uh, but somewhere, prosperity was in my mind, which was great. And little did I know when I uh, opened the talk up that it was really about the power of intention. Wayne Dyer wrote this amazing book, The Power of Intention, way back in 2014. He has a little different spin on intentions that I think is very metaphysical. And I have used a lot of references out of it over the years in my spiritual coaching with different individuals. So let me tell you in this introduction, this talk actually was generated in 2008, which was 11 years ago. But the relevancy is that it actually shamelessly promotes my Name Your Year workshop, which is happening January 11th, and talks about the power of intention in creating a vision board. So I um, decided one of the reasons that I name my year every year for the past 25 years, it is about creating an intention or a theme for my year. And why does this process work? Because it focuses our attention, it clarifies our intention, and it generates excitement and joy. This positive expectancy of, gee, I can't wait to see how my theme will emerge during the year. So one year, I named my theme Viva Vitality. It had kind of a catchy ring to it. And I fell and had seven stitches in my knee, which was the opening opportunity to hire a personal trainer that got me back into the swing of strengthening and conditioning and flexibility for this aging, mature body. Then another year, my theme was good vibrations. Little did I know, an hour after the workshop ended, that I would be uh, sitting in a drumming circle here in this center. We had rented the, um, our sanctuary to... Uh, a drummer who opened up drumming classes and he had a spare drum and I was taking money at the door and he said, why don't you join us in the drumming circle? 
That was a fabulous and quick demonstration of good vibrations. Now, over the years, I've had many clients that have uh, joined me. I have a lot of regulars that come back every year, and then I have some that are new. They pop in and they pop out. But what I know is this process is an intentional process. When you carve out three hours out of a Saturday morning to say, I'm going to join together with others and play and create and envision what's possible in my life, something magical happens because we open up our hearts, we leave our judgments and critic at the door, and we start to play. And from this place of opening to lightness and joy and this focus on what kinds of images move me into my, quote, happy place, that something something in the creative process starts to emerge in an unconscious way. And out of that, with the completed, composed uh, board, a vision or a dream board, if you will, a theme will start to uh, present itself. And that's the value added that I think I bring into the workshop setting, is helping people really nail that theme down, and then I send theme cards out to people afterwards. So the whole purpose is that you create an intentional word or theme, and last, the 2019, my theme was shine, like shining the light on things, or be a shining light and an example, live from your own truth, in ways that are in integrity with your values. And lo and behold, I read an article early on out of uh, one of the magazines that um, Bill Gates' wife was featured. And her word this year was shine. So I'm thinking, yay, I'm in good company. That foundation, the Gates Foundation, has done some powerful good work in the world. They have with all of their investment over the past few years, nearly eradicated polio from the planet. Isn't that amazing? What, what, uh, what can be done and what is possible? Now, I know from my limited funds, I am not the Gates Foundation, but I know that my theme helps me stay focused on what I care about. And so every year, by stepping into this sacred space of creating a word, a phrase, it creates a, a space where something new can emerge. So my theme demonstrated this year with new clients that I didn't anticipate, teaching the foundations class to some of our beloved students that are present here today, um, the opportunity to present the, a visioning process for the Professional Women's Network next week, um, and speaking today unexpectedly, uh, but many more demonstrations. The whole notion, though, is there is a lightness and a joy in this opportunity to teach and speak and learn and practice and grow. A surprise, unexpected Christmas gift this year from my prayer partner, was the book, Pause, Breathe, Smile. And it's been uh, by Gary Gaish, G-A-C-H. 
And it's about awakening mindfulness when meditation is not enough. And mindfulness has really been on, on my mind a lot this year because I think we spend a lot of our time being very busy in our heads, overthinking everything. And mindfulness causes us to move into a different space, mentally, physically, and emotionally, into a place of more neutral, non-judgmental, fully present in the moment, appreciating what's happening right before us. So in my masterminding group, we meet twice a month. Every now and then, I'll mastermind for, and I'll write down the desire that I want to have more dates with Richard. Uh, because sometimes life takes us, we get busy, and we don't have a lot of connecting time. And lo and behold, usually somewhere in that week, he'll say, let's go to the movies, or why don't we go out to dinner? And the dates magically happen. And when I don't intend that, we just get busy and taking care of life and doing our own separate things. So I know that intentions do create, and they create powerfully and unexpectedly and in ways that enrich us because, it, because it's important. It's important to us. So let me describe for you the three steps, the three elements that I just mentioned about creating a vision board. Number one, well, let me say what it's not first. It's not New Year's resolutions. We know that invariably they get broken. We lose our steam after a week or two or a month or so. And usually because they're generated out of guilt, fear, or a should do versus what your heart desires because something is delicious. It is not a rigorous goal-setting workshop, even though we know goals are important, because with them, we create powerful actions. Also, a vision board is not about browbeating yourself into taking actions that you have been putting off, avoiding, or procrastinating. So know that it's a fun space of joyful exploration. So step one, let's uh, look at those three key elements. Name, naming your year with a theme and this creative process is about focusing your attention on what you want. So one year I just thumbed through magazines and I noticed what was happening was I was drawn to the color green. Green, all kinds of images that had a lot of green in it. And as I composed it, what emerged for me was growth. Green was for growth. And I, I don't know the precise wording, but that was a year of a lot of challenges, but it was also a year that produced the greatest growth because of the challenges. So I'm not guaranteeing and saying that creating a theme and having a vision board creates uh, a lovely happiness level that you float through. Life takes us in many different ways, and in that there is always something of value that helps us be a greater you, whatever that means. So one of the things about focusing your attention is 
perhaps moving through a challenge in a new way, because life does give us challenges. That's how we get to experience our problem solving, our possibility thinking. And when I wrote this talk back in 08, uh, we were experiencing a big challenging situation. We have this lovely old Victorian house in San Juan Batista that's almost 120 years old. And it was rented a co as a commercial restaurant for 30 years to our tenant who released the building, walked away, and said, keep everything. So we had a fully stocked commercial kitchen range down to the salt shakers and the forks and spoons. We rented it to a couple, a young couple, who had never been in business. They were having problems managing the, the restaurant and uh, were not making the rent payments. So we had a tenant who was in a little bit of a crisis. Now, we could have avoided the issue and just kept putting our attention on the lack of rent, praying that something would change, or we could face the issue and say, what do we need to do as the landlords? Well, we could have a phone conversation and set up a payment plan. We could confront courageously and courteously on the bounced checks and ask what might be an alternative. And finally, we could serve an eviction notice, something we had never had to do in 30 years, in which we ended up doing after doing the first two steps. We learned something about real estate law by consulting an attorney. We learned where you had to go to get the eviction papers processed. And we learned about what it costs to do that. And after the eviction notice was served, our tenants vacated easily and on time. The point being was that we focus our attention on what is that we want to create. And where did we want to put our attention? How this piece of real estate can generate wonderful income streams rather than a lack of rent was our larger focus. And out of that, we ended up with a beautiful tenant who paid on time, who was a dream of a, a person that didn't require a lot of demanding requests, and life moved on in a different way. But we had to shift, and one of the things we shifted was spending a large quantity of money converting the restaurant building back into a residence, which it has been now for the past uh, 15 years. A lovely three-bedroom, two-bath home, and our tenants have been gentle and loving with that old Victorian house, and we have a fully restored kitchen and a brand new, brand new bathroom. So that was the good in the process of this challenge of releasing what had been for 30 years and stepping into a new place. So getting awake and aware of what gets our attention is part of that first process of saying, what is challenging? What are the possibilities? Second, we clarify intentions. 
And Dr. Wayne Dyer talks about the power of intention in his book as, intentions are powerful, they are necessary. Intentions are creative, loving, and kind. They are beautiful because it is true. And it is by nature expansive, abundant, and receptive. So all these qualities of intentions are about that creative expansion in you as an individual. How spirit wants to burst forth in you in a new way. There is space to dream, imagine, wish, and desire in a creative process. It's possible to practice thinking about a new future. Maybe a new job, a new circumstance, a new relationship, a new financial position, or anything you'd like. Fill in the blank. Perhaps it's something you want to change in yourself. We get to take that closing out of our current year, 2019, and say to ourselves, what is possible in 2020? What wants to manifest through me next year? How will I shape my life in such a way that there is a renewed vigor, excitement, and joy? What am I becoming as opposed to what am I doing? Because I really believe the heart of living an expressive and expansive life is self-examination and knowing that you are always becoming something new with every thought, with every action, with every dream you have. It is part of your spiritual nature to expand and experience more love and joy and harmony. And that leads me to the final element, that this theme process creates excitement and joy. How many people live from excitement and joy? Do you wake up in the morning, bravo, and say, yay, I'm breathing, I'm healthy. I wonder what this day is going to bring in my life. Who will I meet? What will manifest itself? How can I move through life practicing kindness and compassion and give myself away to what I love? That attitude is an amazing place to launch so many possibilities. But what I know is when we live from a place of worry and fear, what happens is we start to pinch off our good because creativity and innovation doesn't happen from a constricted posture or closed-down attitude. Creativity comes from a ta-da place of lightness, of joy, of expansiveness. So remember that the gratitude practice is accesses joy. Whenever you're feeling pinched off, irritable, in pain, grouchy, move to a place of gratitude. It will access your joy muscle. And from that place, creative solutions happen. Innovation happens. Possibilities come into view. In past workshops that I've conducted uh, around innovation and creativity, Many of you know that I used to work for the government for IRS, and I used to do a lot of problem solving and uh, work redesign um, activities with different work teams. And the challenge is always to get grumpy IRS, 
IRS folks to be more happy and innovative. So you'd have to do a lot of kind of funny, silly things to break kind of that serious posture. And what was amazing was the ideas that came up when you move into that happy place of innovation and creativity. It shifts your mood and opens up the doorway to something new. And when we do a vision board, we're engaging the right side of our brain, which creates a different aspect to the way we problem solve. The left brain is very linear. The right brain is very nonlinear. And when you merge the two together, you get some very interesting results. I used to do an activity with people to get them into more creative mode by taking the old-fashioned Yellow Pages phone book. I know we don't use it much anymore, but back then we did. And randomly open to two different places in the Yellow Pages. And whatever occupations they picked, we merged the two ideas and tried to come up with a new job description. It was really interesting what people did when they listed, well, what would uh, an attorney specializing in mechanics and auto repair do? And new products and services generated. So one of the things about um, this creative process that I know uh, works because every year I get clients, we always start with an opening circle where we get settled, but we ask for testimonials. Why are you back here? Or what demonstrated for you, you in your year? And people say the most amazing things about their theme boards. And some of the examples, a new job manifested, a new relationship appeared, a change in financial circumstances for the better, a releasing of commitments that were a burden, um, new investment, financial investment opportunities, or the clearance of an old debt, a new home, a new first grandchild, a career change, a low-cost, fabulous housing situation, or writing a book, first-time author. Those are just some examples of what happened for people during their year with the theme that they created. So in closing, I offer a complimentary handout that's a one-page worksheet that can assist you in closing out 2019. The worksheets are on the information table to my right. Um, I invite you to take some time and reflect upon what you are ready to release. Are you ready to release worry and fear? Thinking small? And perhaps engage in a creative flow of life where you breathe more, pause more, and smile more. So your practice for this week is a mindfulness tip. Paying attention in the moment, non-judgmentally, is what mindfulness is really about. So practice pausing. Just take a moment and be still. And then number two, breathe. Breathe fully into this now moment, and again, two more times. Are you feeling shifted and settled in a new way? If not, breathe three more times and settle. And then smile. Smiling reminds us that there is more to life than concepts, concepts and words. The smiling can signi signif 
signify relaxing or a deeper knowing that perhaps wasn't available before you started breathing. But in any case, pause, breathe, smile. And finally, I'm going to end with a Holmes, Ernest Holmes quote, our founder. When the law of circulation is retarded, stagnation results. It is only when we allow the divine current to flow through us, in and out, we really express life. The law of giving and receiving is definite. Namaste.